Sri Lanka is one of history's most famous gem sources, providing gemstone lovers with numerous varieties for centuries. Sri Lanka is famous for sapphires of all colors and large fine examples grace the exhibits of museums and royal jewelry collections. Traders from ancient Roman, Arabian sailors, European colonial powers to the new rising wealthy class in China has always coveted gems from Sri Lanka. You are listening to Gem World with Arjuna, a podcast dedicated to the incredible gem and jewelry industry. Hi everyone. Hello and welcome back to Gem World with Arjuna. In today's episode, I'm taking another article from GIA to talk about my home country. Today it will be the second part about Sri Lanka. This article in concern is from the article and video series called Romance in the Source. This article and video series takes you to the gem sources. In this, it's about Sri Lanka. The article was sourced from GIA website and was composed in 2015. A relatively recent article than the 1982 article that I took as a reference in the previous episode. Here, Dr. Tao Shu and Mr. Andrew Lucas of GIA holds the authorship. Even though the article is short, it points out the relevant information. The video, however, is better. The author duo will present more information about Sri Lanka with the video of mining activities. The links to the video and to the article will be in the description. Okay, the article starts saying, start of quotation, the romance of colored gemstones arises from its beauty, the exotic qualities of its source location, the adventures leading to its discovery and the stories of the people who seek it. The next part of the article beautifully describes that this island was a great gem source and the people from history to the present timeline desires the gems from this source. The introduction of this podcast episode was coded out from this part of the article. Then the article gives an idea about gem mining activities. Start of quotation. Mining practices in use today have centuries of traditions behind them. Thousands of pits measuring 2 by 2 or 2 by 4 meters and between 5 to 25 meters deep are found in commonly mining areas like Alahara, Balangoda and Ratnapura which literally means city of gems end of quotation and the article also tells that the connection between the traditional mines and the environment is favorable along with other pros of traditional techniques in order to understand the traditional mining methods advantages i think the next part is the best start of quotation These traditional mining methods have maintained gemstone supply for centuries and provided opportunity for large number of miners. Methods are also environmentally sound. As Sri Lanka requires the pits and environment to be restored after mining, this philosophy allows mining and agriculture to coexist. With miners sometimes working in rice paddies and of quotation. Traditional mines have lower carbon footprint than machinery usage. Restoration is compulsory by law. But actually most of the miners have had a habit of environmental restoration since a very long time. To back this, some miners even have small vegetation around mining areas for their own consumption while they are working and after they work as well. But sadly, even with strict laws, some doesn't care about the environment. They try to be happy with just profits. Corruption is the other thing that hinders the safety of environment, as officials sometimes won't work as they should. When you say that the traditional mining methods maintain gem supply for a more extended period and provide job opportunities for many, I would like to agree with that. Because Sri Lanka's job market is developing and it's labor intensive. 
In traditional mining, it's more labor intensive than of machinery usage. That will give more chances to people who are searching for jobs, an advantage for developing countries. And when you stick with traditional mining, the gem supply can be dragged for a long time. Taking Chandaburi, Thailand, in contrast, will describe it perfectly. Oh, my next episode is about Chandaburi of Thailand. Okay. And with the lower supply than demand, it will increase the price of a gemstone, variety or species, or keep it at a stable value and will not devalue the stone. Taking Tanzanite as the example, you can understand that Tanzanite only being sourced from one country and the political and other environmental factors affects and dictates the high prices of Tanzanite. And I'm a person who firmly believes that gem value should be at a stable or higher value. For gems are luxury goods and the fact that the environment is getting impacted for each gemstone mine. It also will enable everyone getting a fair share of the gemstone industry, even the miners. Then one of the most important parts of the article is that the quotation starts, experienced Sri Lankan traders also travel the world in search of suppliers and other gems, stopping in places like Madagascar, Tanzania and Mozambique. They return with gemstones to be cut and processed in their own country and sold to the world markets. The Sri Lankans are also masters at heat treating suppliers to improve color and transparency. End of quotation. This is the only article that I have read which shows the current trends in the gem trade of Sri Lanka. Mainly, the Muslim community involved in gem trading in Sri Lanka work like that. Sinhala community of the gem traders are slowly capitalizing on this theory as the mines in Sri Lanka, as the mines in Ratnapura are producing lower gems than before. This is actually a wonderful scenario where you travel thousands of miles away from home for your livelihood. It's like nomadic life in the gem world. Sri Lanka was once the host for such migration back in the days. Thai gem buyers flocked to Ratnapura for gilded stones. Next in the article is the ending. But before that, I would like to note some things about the video as well. When you talk about the video, Mr. Andrew Lucas and Dr. Tao Shu presents a great video that shows how mining techniques may change from place to place. Mr. Andrew Lucas goes on to talk about Ratnapura gem market and the cutting industry in Sri Lanka. One fact that got my attention was that the island now was actually connected to a supercontinent millions of years ago. The video is really informative. Please go and watch it. The links are in the description. And the article comes to an end after describing that start of quotation, new generation of Sri Lankan gem traders come from a long tradition, building upon the wealth of experience inherited from their fathers and grandfathers, and then add new practices for the modern global market. Okay, end of quotation with the hope that these new techniques and practices won't hinder the goodwill and they won't end up in scams, I will stop for today. I'm Arjun Jaivira, graduate gemologist, on my way to add AGP because GIEA opted to give the jewelry essential course for free. Anyways, grateful to host the podcast Gem World with Arjuna for you. Thank you very much for listening and the next episode is pre-cooked already and with great hope it will be served soon as possible.